0: Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. The book, 102 Minutes, The Untold Story of the Fight to Survive Inside the Twin Towers is the unbelievable up-close, moment-by-moment account of the heroic struggle for life inside the World Trade Center on the morning of September 11th. Every single minute was precious. 14,000 people were inside the Twin Towers. 12,000 were able to escape, but 2,749 were not. One of the most fascinating and also most gripping parts of the story is the account of how some people lived and how some people died, depending upon one decision they made, which door they took. To give you an example, just in one of the situations, one group of people in an office trying to flee after the plane hit the tower had to make a decision. Most of the people in that group decided to take the door that led to the elevators. The rest of the group decided to take the door to the stairwell. The group that took the elevator died. The group that took the stairwell lived. It's a very vivid picture of a reality about life and that is life is really about taking the right door. I wanna talk to you today about the single most important door that anyone in this lifetime will ever decide whether or not to walk through. It's a door that has no hinges, no knobs, no locks. It doesn't swing out or in this door is a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. The vast majority of people go through life achieving neither security nor significance. Years ago, a UCLA psychologist by the name of James C. Coleman wrote that as the modern-day person struggles with the baffling question of his own existence, Science falls short of providing full answers. It can tell how, but not why. So he then makes this observation. He said, with the advent of the space age, man is confronted with a new perspective of time and space and the problem of finding the meaning of his existence in a universe in which the earth and even the whole solar system may be no larger in relation to the whole than an atom is to the earth. At the same time, materialistic values based on the belief that scientific progress would automatically lead to man's happiness and fulfillment approves sadly disillusioning. As a result, many people are groping about, bewildered and bitter, unable to find any enduring faith or to develop a satisfying philosophy of life. In other words, significance, despite their fine automobiles, well-stocked refrigerators, and other material possessions and comforts, the meaning of life seems to be evading them. In essence, they are suffering from existential anxiety, deep concern about finding values which will enable them to live satisfying, fulfilling, meaningful, and significant lives. Nobody understands you better than God. Nobody understands the need to feel significant and to believe that your life matters. No one believes, understands that better than God. Jesus uttered four words that give us one of the secrets to finding significance in life. And they're found in John chapter 10 and in verse 9. I am the door. In fact, he actually made this statement twice and within just a few seconds to emphasize the fact Of his being the door. In full, this is what he said John chapter 10, verses 7 through 9 I tell you for certain that I am the door for the sheep. Everyone who came before me was a thief or a robber, and the sheep did not listen to any of them. I am the door. All who come in through me will be saved. Through me, they will come and go and find pasture his listeners would have immediately known what he was talking about. But let me help explain it to us. Jesus had just finished telling the people that he was the good shepherd, but they didn't really understand exactly what he was saying because verse 6 says, those who heard Jesus use this analogy didn't understand what he was saying. So then Jesus tries another comparison, another metaphor. He compares himself to the door, the door of the sheep. In Israel, there were two kinds of sheepfolds. There was one that would be near a village or town, and it was a fold for the sheep of all of the shepherds. The owners of the sheep would pool their resources and hire someone to guard the sheep. He would only let in those shepherds whom he knew personally that owned the flock that he was guarding. Now, the other kind of sheepfold was out in the hills and away from the village. It was a walled enclosure where on three sides there would be like rocks piled up about a foot high, no roof, and there would be a small opening about, you know, five or six feet wide where the sheep would enter at night the shepherd would lie down in front of that opening and literally become the door of the sheep. Nothing could go in unless the shepherd allowed it, and no sheep could leave unless the shepherd allowed it. As the door of the sheep, the shepherd gives sheep two things, two things that everyone in this earth is looking for. Security, the sheep know they're safe as long as the shepherd is guarding the door, and significance. By the very fact that the shepherd is willing to lay down his very body for the sheep tells us all we need to know about how important the sheep really are. The shepherd is their protector and the shepherd is their provider. Now one of Jesus' favorite ways to teach was to refer to some ordinary everyday object that people were very familiar with to reveal some extraordinary truths. He would take an earthly object and give it a heavenly meaning. He does that with a door. Now, why did Jesus refer to himself as a door? Well, if you think about it, there's only one of two things you can do with a door. You can open it from the outside to walk into a room, or you can open it from the inside to walk out of a room. A door is basically either an exit or an entrance. And that's exactly what Jesus is going to tell us in this passage of Scripture. Anytime you walk through a door, you automatically enter into one place and exit another place. So the secret to finding significance in this life is to make sure that you walk through the door named Jesus Christ. Life is just like that. Every single day, the six-plus billion people on this planet choose to walk through doors, doors of marriage, doors of having children, doors of spending money, doors of accepting jobs. If you are married you are married to this particular person that you live with because you chose to walk through that person's door rather than someone else's. If you talk to any business leader, anyone who has had financial success, talk to anyone who has a good marriage, talk to anyone who would say that they've lived a meaningful, fulfilled life with significance, they will tell you that it was a matter of walking through the right doors. Now, on the other hand, there are young people, teenagers, who will spend the rest of their lives behind bars because they walked through the wrong door. There are people today in miserable marriages because they walked through the wrong door. There is nothing more frustrating than to walk through what you think was the right door the door that you thought would finally lead you to significance and contentment and peace and fulfillment and satisfaction only to find that it, in fact, is the wrong door. So after saying he was the the door of the sheep, so Jesus makes this statement then in verse 8. He says, all who came before me were thieves and outlaws or robbers. God wants every one of us to live lives of significance and satisfaction, but wrong doors are robbers and thieves. Wrong doors will steal peace, your joy, happiness, contentment, satisfaction. There are several doors that people walk through every day thinking that this is the right door. This is the door that will give me significance and meaning and joy and happiness, only to find it's the wrong door. Many of us have walked through wrong doors in our lives, but it's never too late to exit the wrong door and walk through the right door. Through Jesus, through him today, you can exit a meaningless life and enter into a meaningful life. So that's why he said in verse 9, I am the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. So look at what Jesus said happens to anyone who comes to him and enters through him. First of all, he says you will be saved. You'll be safe. Because when sheep can go in and out without any fear, well, it's because they feel safe. Then he says you'll be satisfied because all the sheep need to be satisfied is green grass, which is found in any pasture. Now you can understand why Jesus made the following statement in verse 10. The thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they could have life. Indeed, so that they could have life and they could live it to the fullest. I've often wondered why Jesus would call himself the door and then shift gears and start talking about, you know, having an abundant, meaningful, significant life. When you come to the door marked Jesus, you not only exit a meaningless life, but through Jesus you enter into a meaningful life. So you remember how I told you that when you walk through a door, two things always happen? You exit one room and you enter another room? Jesus is telling us that when you come to him, either for the first time as a non-follower of Christ or on a daily basis as one who is already a follower of Christ, you exit a life of frustration and enter a life of fulfillment. You exit a life of meaninglessness and enter a life of meaningfulness. When he said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, the thief, that's all of the wrong doors you can walk through. If you walk through the wrong door of greed or lust or jealousy or selfishness, it will suck the joy out of your life. It will rob you of significance. It will wind up killing you ultimately. Do you notice how Jesus made a difference between life and then abundant life or life to the fullest? He said in verse 10 that they may live life to the fullest. William Wallace, the, the great hero of the movie Braveheart, once said, every man dies but not every man lives. The sad fact is that most people go through this life, they exist, but they don't live. Jesus didn't put you on this earth just to take up space, live a few years, and die without any impact whatsoever. Jesus wants every one of us to live a life of significance, a life of importance, a life of influence that never ends. And isn't that what you want for your life? Don't you want a life that counts? Don't you want to enjoy life to its fullest? Then the key is making sure you walk through the right door and his name is Jesus Christ. When you surrender your life to Him and allow Him to be the shepherd of your life, and then on a daily basis, you come to the Word of God, you feed on the bread of life every day by following His will for your life and seeking to live for Him in His glory, then you continuously walk through His door that is when you will find security. And that's when you'll find significance. And that's when you'll find satisfaction. There's one other door I want to share with you that Jesus felt was his most important door. That is the door of your heart. In Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, Jesus is talking about your heart and my heart when he says this. Look, I'm standing at the door and knocking. If any hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to be with them and will have dinner with them and they will have dinner with me. Jesus said, if you will open the door Of your earthly life to him then he will open the door of eternal life to you you may have walked through some important doors in your life but the most important door you will ever walk through is the door named Jesus Christ it's easy even for dedicated Christians to put off opening the door to Jesus. We want to be good Christians, but, you know, when it's more convenient, at least not today, you know, just wait, we say, until, you know, we reach retirement age or our kids are out of school or, you know, we've made the last mortgage payment. Then, you know, then we'll try to put into our lives the kinds of things we want to do, you know, if Christ were actually here. But Christ is here. He's here right now. And when we open our hearts to other people, particularly those who are different from us, then we are opening our door to him. During World War II, the English government knew that Hitler was planning to invade the British Isles. They encouraged their people to prepare for the invasion, and they did several things. They boosted their defenses. They put guards on constant watch. They developed uh, early warning systems and evacuation routes. But then they did one more thing. The government passed a law requiring every community to take down all the road signs and any sign that named any town or village. You see, they knew the Germans had maps of England, but if they couldn't locate themselves on those maps they would be slowed in their progress as they approached London. You know, without any sign or any point of reference, the troops would just wander aimlessly around. You see, that's what the world does to us. It takes the road signs away. We end up living our lives lost, not knowing where we are. We don't know how to get where we need to go so husbands and wives will wander away from their marriages, children wander away from their parents, people walk off of cliffs of drugs and alcohol or materialism. We need guidance, we need direction, we need leadership. A world-class runner, a woman, was invited to compete in a road race in Connecticut. On the morning of the race, she drove from New York City Following the directions, or or so she thought, she was following the directions given to her on the phone, she got lost, she stopped at a gas station and asked for help. She knew that the race started in a parking lot of a shopping mall. The station attendant also knew that such a race was scheduled just up the road and he directed her there. Well, when she arrived, she was relieved to see in the parking lot a modest number of runners that were preparing to compete. Granted, there was not as many as she anticipated, an easier race than she'd been led to expect. She hurried to the registration desk, announced herself, and was surprised by the race officials' excitement at having such a renowned athlete show up for their race. No, they had no record of her entry, but if she'd hurry and put on this number, she could just make it in before the race gun goes off. She ran, and naturally she won easily some four minutes ahead of the first male runner that was in second place. Only after the race, when there was no envelope containing her sizable prize and performance money, did she confirmed that she had run the wrong race. This was not the race to which she had been invited. That race was being held several miles further up the road in another town. She had gone to the wrong starting line, run the wrong course, and missed her chance to win a valuable prize. Now, whether you run the wrong course or walk through the wrong door in life, you will never get to where you could have been and where you should have been. But when you walk through the door named Jesus Christ, you find out that no matter what you have, Jesus is all you need because he is what you need. Let us pray. Amen. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy. We pray for those seeking direction right now. Father, guide them through the right door, the door of Jesus Christ, to fulfillment here in this life and life eternal one day. Bless each and every viewer, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our special offer. On each and every broadcast, we'd like to make a resource available to you to help you, to help you better understand God who loves us so much and his will for our life. Today we have another little booklet. It is called Confidence in Chaos. We'd love to send this to you as a gift. Maybe you're watching us for the very first time and you're curious about this. We make these resources available on every program. There is no obligation whatsoever on your part. Should you choose to request this book, it will arrive at your home in the mail, postage paid, There is no invoice that will ever appear asking you to pay anything for this book. It's a gift from us to you. And I hope you accept our offer. If you are interested in requesting this book, pay close attention to the information we're about to provide you.
1: To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe-Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe-Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1 800 number at 1 800 972 0337. 1 800 972 0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request. AND IF IMPRESSED TO DO SO, DONATE TO HELP KEEP THIS MINISTRY ON THE AIR. THANK YOU FOR YOUR SUPPORT.
0: WELL, WE'VE COME TO THE END OF ANOTHER LESSONS FOR LIVING TELEVISION PROGRAM. THANK YOU SO MUCH FOR WATCHING. AND IF I COULD APPEAL TO YOU, RECRUIT YOU TO HELP US GET THE WORD OUT ABOUT OUR PROGRAM TO YOUR FRIENDS AND FAMILY, TO YOUR NEIGHBORS SO THAT THEY CAN ALSO BECOME VIEWERS OF OUR PROGRAM. Now. If you have friends or family living in other areas of the country, maybe where our program cannot be seen on the airwaves, that's okay. Refer them to our website, l4ltv.com. Every single one of the programs we have ever broadcast is accessible. All they have to do is click where it says previous programs. And there's a listing there of every single program, including this program when you are on the website checking that out look at some of the other resources we have there we have archived sermons different video presentations i've done around the country together with study helps where we have talks on different perplexing questions what happens to us when we die who or what is 666 why do bad things happen to good people you can watch the video, and then there's a study help you can download. While on the website, there's also a Donate Today tab where you can make a donation to help keep this ministry on the air. We are a charitable organization. Every dollar cent is invested into the ministry and is eligible for a tax-deductible receipt. Not one penny of that donation comes to me or my family. We reinvest everything back into this ministry, into the airtime, the studio time, the the gifts we send out, all of it goes back. Our social media presence. Follow me on Instagram every morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time. I put out a one-minute devotional video. Great way to start your day. Like our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, An audio version of today's program will be available from our SoundCloud page. You can download that and you can share that also. Uh, with friends and family. Just before we go, we have another part of our ministry that is our overseas humanitarian work. We do that work under the banner of Mission Now Canada. Check out the website, missionnowcanada.com. Maybe you can join us on an upcoming mission trip. Maybe you can make a donation to one of those interesting mission projects happening overseas. Check it out, missionnowcanada.com. Well, for this week, that's about all the time we have. I want to tell you how much we appreciate you watching. Let's do this again next time. I hope you will be here with us. God bless you. We'll see you then.